0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? It is Unfiltered. You know that sound. It must be the Unfiltered Band. And yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here and now. It is episode number 200. Good to have you on board with us. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution anytime, day or night. 365, 7 all of that on Twitter at Casey Stern. Get in the bio. Jump on the YouTube channel. Get all now. 199 plus into 200 episodes, conversations, guests, rants, lists. Oh, my, you can get all of that and jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution. Also get all the merch at the Believe Network as well. Thank you, Unfiltered Band. As we bring you in for episode 200, I did not plan on doing one just yet. Wanted to get a little bit closer to the deadline, but we already got a big move because of what it signifies and what it means. And on the heels of just hours before the reports that officially it would be no Tani in terms of the trading of Shohei Otani. Before the deadline, as he will finish the season with the Angels and probably most likely, highly likely, his Angels portion of his career. We are likely here in large part and happy to have on board our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs. They've got your latest odds, lines, and matchup reports, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers. Live betting, favorite casino and card games, they're all available to play right now, right from your own phone. So head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. It's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's bet Online, where the game starts as we get started here. And I want to say this because I was thinking about this right before I, I hit record on this. I'm usually not the the party pooper guy in terms of doing this over the last couple of decades, you know, most of the time when you know somebody's just trying to take an antagonist approach and, you know, not be excited about moves or not be excited about a team going forward or not being excited about, you know, something that's supposed to be Predominantly positive for everybody else in the world. You know, there's always, you know, those people, and a lot of times it's on purpose in the industry that that I work in, where there are these takes that come out, and you know it's just the the antagonistic takes, somebody trying to just, you know, get a foil in there to get some clicks. I like to call them the party poopers. I'm usually not the party pooper, but I'm probably gonna come off a little bit like a party pooper here. Because you want teams as a fan, and look, as a fan, even myself, right, for all sports, you want teams when they got a real shot. And I don't mean like where the Mets are right now, when they got like a legit shot, right? And the Angels look, the winners, as I do this, is six out of seven. And, you know, they're sitting there and, and you know, they're still only, even though two teams ahead of them, mind you, which we'll get to before they even get into the wild card quote-unquote, which not official yet. Clearly, a couple months of the season still to go, and they're four games out. They're more in it, clearly, than some of these other teams are. Nets, Padres, and the list goes on, where they seemingly don't want to admit the situation that they're in and that it's time to, you know, you-know-what or get off the pot, and it's the you-know-what that's been their seasons. I'm usually all about that because you don't want – you don't want your teams that you root for and the owners that you're, you're paying all those money to get the seats and you're investing your time and investing that relationship with that team. And you don't want to be in a situation where you feel like, and I felt this, where you feel like you want to win more than they want to win. That's the worst feeling in the world. And I've been a fan of teams for years that have been that way. So I'm usually not the party pooper, but I'm going to poop on the party here. Well, I tell you that it's not easy to make these decisions, and I always remind everybody, and I have for years, there's only 30 people that get to make these decisions, and there's a reason. Being a GM ain't easy. And by the way, not just because the decisions are difficult, but because a lot of times the decisions are not their own. A lot of times the decisions are the owners who are paying them and employing them, the owners who are paying for the franchise and for the players who are determining and saying, I don't want to spend money on this. I'd rather spend money on why. I want to get rid of this. I'm not willing to trade because of this. And then you got to go out there. I almost I always say this like a press secretary for some politician. And you got to go out there and you got a buffer and you got to tell whatever story you got to tell because that is part of the situation that you're in when you're a general manager at times. So I'm not saying this is necessarily perimonasian. I'm not going to say it's solely Artie Moreno because. I know people don't want to admit these things. We don't know. We're not in the room. But I can tell you this much, all right? You look back at the last decade, decade and a half, and you've had different machinations in that front office. There have been tons of mistakes. There have been tons of mistakes in expenditures of money. There have been tons of mistakes in terms of decisions of what to do with the money. And a lot of that has to go to the one common denominator in this situation, which has been the ownership. And obviously, we're talking about Artie Moreno. I understand you don't want to lose Shohei Ohtani, and I understand you don't want to say to the fan base what it says when you trade him, which is that he's gone. But your fan base is not dumb, and they know he's gone. Now, I got no problem. We can go back to episode 200, and every other time I said this, if Shohei Ohtani goes into the offseason and signs some long-term 10-year extension to spend the rest of his life for half a billion dollars or whatever it's going to cost— with the angels and doesn't stay close by to go with the Dodgers doesn't go to Seattle where he just enjoyed his time at the all-star game and go play for the Mariners doesn't go to the San Francisco Giants doesn't go to the Mets doesn't go to the Yankees or whoever Padres, whoever else you want to throw in. I'd be the first one to tell you, okay, I'm an ass. I'm an idiot. I was wrong. No problem. That's part of it. And that's going to happen at time, but it's not going to happen here because he's gone. So the fan base already understands that. They know he's gone. Now, I hate when teams get into situations where it seems like with a week to go before the deadline, even before the date changed when there used to be the waiver deadline, it felt this way, people. That there were some franchises who would literally seemingly hinge their whole season and what they were going to do in terms of how they're going to handle the franchise at a trade deadline, whether they sell, whether they stand pat, whether they add. Based on a week, based on five or six games, that's ridiculous. If you are counting your season based on five or six games, it better be games one through six of a World Series, not the five or six before whether you buy or sell at the trade deadline. Because if that's where you are, you're more than likely, (coughs) excuse me, more than likely not good enough to win at a high level anyway. You're more than likely not going to get there anyway. Monster, feel free to sponsor. You're more than likely not going to get there anyway, people. Okay? So if that's the case and you're down to five or six days before a break, you shouldn't be that close and determinant on your whole season at that point because it's telling you right there you're not good enough. Now, that doesn't in a lot of cases mean you got to sell necessarily because maybe you can stand pat. Maybe you don't have anything as obvious as this Sotani situation. And in that kind of a case – you can kind of hang with them, and you could say, hey, look, we're not going to add necessarily. Maybe we'll tweak, add a bullpen arm, a rental that's just money, not give up prospects. We see those things all the time, and let's hang with it and see what this group can do, and that's okay. You can do that. But the Angels are seven games out of first place. We know the division is over. They're three games over 500. i I'll get back to that. At 52-49, and 49, they are four games out of the wild card spot With the Yankees and Red Sox, and then Jays, Astros, and Rays all ahead of them. When you are three games over 500, and you are 100 games into a season, that is 162, you are a mediocre baseball team. Now, in the world that we live in today, with all the wild cards that we have, you can be a somewhat mediocre baseball team, and you can get into a postseason. But it is very difficult to be a mediocre baseball team and to win at a high level in the postseason because you will get exposed. This is a 500 baseball team. Before you won six out of seven, do the math, go and rewind. You were under 500. So you're telling me a week ago you're under 500 and now you're out there and we'll get into it clearly making the deal to go get Giolito. Who could be the best pitcher that ends up getting moved at the deadline in a rental? And you get Ronaldo Lopez, and you're giving up. You don't have a lot of good prospects. Two of your best prospects, even though I understand you already got a catcher, so you don't need Caro. I get it, but still, it's commodity. It's dealing. It's prospects you don't have. It's a system you don't have. It's a system you need to forget about. Replenish. They need to plenish first, and you're taking and plucking from. So now, when Otani leaves which he will And you continue to now, I assume, make more moves between now and the deadline. And you hope that, okay, you get the young catcher back and you get Trout back. And now you got Giolito with Otani in the rotation. And you try and sneak into the postseason in the back door and have a big run at the end to get in there. And you hope your story is where the Phillies, let's say, National League side last year, getting all the way, playing their best baseball at the end of the year and getting all the way and almost going the distance and winning the World Series. You want to be... You want to be that team. That's going to be your story. Well, the other part of it is that it's likely it's not your story. You just gave up prospects you didn't have from a system you don't have. Then you're going to have an Otani you don't have. And Mike Trout going to be on an island like Tom Hanks in Castaway without even a volleyball to name Wilson. Going to be a big problem. Lucas Giolito has a ton of talent and definitely helps this team. Anato Lopez has the ability to do so in the bullpen as well. We know that they have needed pitching and depth of pitching. They've needed this for like a decade with this baseball team. I'm not here to tell you Lucas Giolito can't help. Because Lucas Giolito will help. Not here to tell you that Lopez may not even help. He will help. Not going to tell you when they get the catcher back, when they get Trout back. Not going to tell you those things won't help. They will help. But you are a 500 baseball team. You're a 52 and 49 team who's got two teams. And by the way, the Yankees and the Red Sox who aren't selling ahead of you, to even then sniff and sneak into a wild card, which, mind you, then it's literally anything goes over a couple of days, and you could then be gone and out anyway, just like the last time that Mike Trout found himself in the playoffs when they won 98 games and went out in three days or two days and two-thirds of a C.J. Wilson inning. These are not easy decisions. It's not. But to sit there and wait as long as they did, that is why Artie Moreno, he ba- nobody put Baby in a corner here except Baby. Nobody put Artie Moreno, I'm saying he's Baby, but you get the reference. Nobody put Artie Moreno in a corner here except Artie Moreno. If they wouldn't have waited so long and they would have moved Otani and they would have, and we're going to get into offers and what kind of in a second here in, in terms of what were they really getting back because we know at least for a week or two, Perry had fielded calls and they were having conversations, right? Those conversations are different before the year, but they didn't want to do that because clearly, and I get the business side, you got a whole year of Otani and your franchise MVP. And, and, you know, that he was year before last and and who he is and all of that. And you got Otani money in terms of what the business is bringing in and you're not going to give that away and you're going to see what the team can do. And I understand that. Okay. I get that. If you were to ask me before the season, I understand it. Now, if you're getting a a blow-me-away offer, I still think you had to move him because this franchise doesn't have a system or a future. They've just got a trout and not much else if you don't have Otani on this baseball team or on this roster. But I understand that, and I get how difficult that would have been. But when you let it parlay into the season and you let it go as far as it did, to where you are now, a week before a deadline, and hinging everything you're going to do on one game. Because here's the here's the crazy part of how franchises change, right? Otani gone at the end of the year. I think we all understand that. I'm sorry. And again, I egg on the face, no problem. I'll cover myself in it. That's fine. If he if he stays, but Otani going to be gone. But if they would have gone, are you telling me if they went two and five in those seven games, that Otani would have been traded? I mean, how ridiculous does that sound? When you talk about what you could have gotten in return for Otani, let's talk about what you could have gotten in return. Part of the belief that is coming out now and and what you see in reports and conversations is this idea that, well, you know, Perry Manazian and Ari Moreno and this franchise, they weren't enamored with and they weren't blown away by what the offers were for Otani. But here is what is dumb in that to me, okay? And not the reports, but that idea. Here's what's dumb in that, in my opinion. The deadline is not here until, what, Tuesday, okay? When you're sitting there a week away from a deadline and every other franchise in the world knows that you don't know what you want to do, every other franchise in the world knows that Arnie Moreno has no idea, excuse me, if he wants to get rid of Otani at all, if he's willing to do it, you don't know when you're talking to Perry Manasian whether or not he's going to even get the go-ahead. Because I've talked to GMs for I. I can't tell you, but plenty of times in terms of specifics, but plenty of times where GMs have said, no, I would have traded that guy like a fan favorite who ended up at the end of a contract, but my owner wouldn't let me do it. He wouldn't let me do it because of the, because of the sponsors and because of the ticket holders and because of what the media would say, I mean, yada, yada, whatever, right? He, He wouldn't let me do it. And I've heard that many times, many times. And that is a real thing. All right. It's just like any other business. I mean, I don't care what you what you manage a branch of a bank or you manage a restaurant or you manage an all You got a boss at car dealership, like where there are GMs. I'm trying to think. Right. And you got somebody who owns or a franchise. They, they're not going to not everything you want to do is what's going to happen. It's not that you, you can bring that and say, hey, let me sell you on why this is the right idea. But you don't know that that's going to be the right idea at the time. You have no idea what is going to happen. Because it's not your checkbook. It's not your decision. But every other GM, every other owner, knew that the Angels had no idea what they wanted to do yet. So why would you, if you're in that situation, put your best foot forward and give your best offer? Now, if it's a blow-them-away kind of offer where you want to shut the conversation down, yeah, maybe that's something that they expected wrongfully. I don't know. Maybe it's something that they thought they would get. I, I, I don't know. But in most cases, the closer you get to the deadline of anything, the more you're going to have an opportunity to get. It's why very often the biggest steals that happen at deadlines are early. We've seen that in the past in years where a deal is made three weeks before and you're thinking, well, why would that? Because then all of a sudden a similar picture is dealt two weeks later, a week closer to the deadline. A similar picture is dealt five days later, two days before a deadline. And incrementally, you see that what was given in return was more so each time because it's closer to that point where you got nothing to do. The Angels, right, were in a situation that is not easy as well because the Angels could have lost, let's say, the last five before the break before the deadline, and then they're under 500, they're six games out, and now everyone thinks they're desperate to move Otani, and now they're not willing to give as much. So you got to play both sides, devil's advocate, right? I get that. Tomato, tomato, it's not easy on either side because even the Angels know that their leverage, their hand, if you will, is going to go away the more desperate other teams think that they are. What if they lose? They got two tough series need Toronto and Houston, I think. Right? What if they lose the last six before they get to the break? Not going to be as easy. Then other teams might think, okay, well, now you're desperate. So th- this is not an easy thing as much as when we sit here, whether we're fans or we're going in the media or whatever, and we make it like this is, these are easy conversations to have, easy decisions, they're not. But you can never hinge what you're going to do as a franchise. We're not talking about as a franchise for two months. This Otani situation is going to be one you go back to for 10 years. Because they are going to have a system that is now even more depleted. Could be even more so if they make more moves. Because now you're all in. Now you got to put chips on the table. Chips at 52 up and 49 down. 52 and 49. Chips in. Giolino, Lopez, okay. We gave up two big prospects, or at least of ours. And boom. Now let's get more chips in. Let's add more to the bullpen. Let's see what we could tweak. Now I got a lot hinging on people coming back, including, I didn't mention Brandon Drury. I mean, they, they there are lots of, oh, the Angels could get better and better and better. Well, what if they lose the next six to seven games out? It's not going to matter if they have a great September at that point, okay? But you're not talking about two months. You're talking about a future. You're talking about a deal that could have given you, and I said this a couple of, of episodes ago, this is not one because he's a rent, that could have changed, I, I think, a a future change. But it is a path-creating deal. It is something where they could have had the start of trying to, again, not replenish, but plenish a system and to build, to try and find a way to help Mike Trout somehow win. Because Arnie Moreno is going to try and spend the money on Otani. He's going to get, A, outbid. And look, we've seen this before, too. Now, it may be different for Otani. Remember, they were in on Garrett Cole. They didn't want to go where the Yankees went. And then they spent all the money on Tony Two Bags instead, right? So we've seen all this stuff before and have them, you know, because, again, and, and I go back to the Josh Hamilton thing you can go back to as kind of a change in the vortex of time and where, like, the uh, flux capacitor and things kind of went different because that that price tag and, you know, look, pulling the trigger on something that, that ended up being a mistake for them, it, we have, we've not seen smart sp- expenditures of money since in a lot of cases for this team, but they're going to try and spend money. But what do you think is going to happen when they can't get Otani and he becomes a Dodger a Mariner or a Meta Yankee or whoever a giant, whatever, wherever he goes, guess what's going to happen? They're going to spend the money on something else, but you're still going to need a system to build. You're still going to need some way to help then Mike Trout on the Island, find himself back in the postseason. So you're doing all this just to try and get into a wild card, just to try and get, okay, we had Otani pitch that one game in the postseason. When he's gone, is that really going to make a difference? Two years from now, when the Angels are in last place and they're behind the Oakland Athletics in that division, right? Because all of a sudden, at that point, Trout's demanded a trade because there's nobody around him, and you got to deal him too. Are you really going to care about the one game he pitched in the playoffs? Those are the things you have to think about when you're a GM. That's why there's only 30 jobs. And a lot of these cases right now in the league, these these are easier decisions than, than they seem to be. The Mets are sellers. They have to sell. Okay. They have to give up everything that they can and anyone that they can to try and fix it because they have major, major problems. The Padres need to sell. They need to give up whatever they can to figure out in any way they can how to fix their problems because they're not getting in the postseason either. These teams, six and a half, seven and a half game out of the wild card. Doesn't matter what you were supposed to be before the year began. I don't care. And neither should an owner. And that's why they have to make those tough decisions and be businessmen, and they can't be tugged like we are as fans with heartstrings and impulses and and emotions because you can't do that. You can't do that. And I think Artie Moreno got more concerned about the emotions of the fan base and the business for the next couple of months than he, if he really thinks he's, look, God bless him. If he thinks Otani's going to stay there. Now, sure, the idea that Otani would have had a better chance to stay if he wasn't traded, yes, that's true. That is fact. If you want to say that now there's an 8% chance and before it would have been a 1.8% chance if they would have moved him, okay, fine. But Otani understands. He knows what time it is. He understands the deal. They're 52 and 49, and that's because they won six to seven. Team's just not that good. It's not about Lucas Giolito can't help. Not about Lopez can't help. You think, by the way, you can't even say you think they're a better team than Houston or Texas right now, right? Because Houston and Texas are going to add, and then the best are going to get bester. It's like in the National League, you're going to see things like that with teams like the Atlanta Braves, where you know Alex Anthopoulos is going to make moves to try, and it already has made a couple to continue to get better. The Dodgers will try, and already have made a couple to continue to get better. So you're not trying to reach this level that they're at now, you're trying to reach a level that then will have to be exponentially better because they're going to get exponentially better as these days go on between now and the deadline. That is how much changes in just a matter of a week. I hope that Shoei Otani gets in the playoffs because I'm a baseball fan. I hope that he gets in the playoffs because it's great for the sport. I hope he gets in the playoffs because it's great for the angel fans. I got... I, I I wish the Angel fans the best. They deserve to win. You know how much crap they've had to deal with? It's not about, I don't want them to win. I hope he gets into the playoffs. But I hope that if somehow they jump the Yankees, if somehow they jump the Red Sox, if somehow they get in, that they can do whatever you think if you're an Angel fan is the right thing that's going to make you feel better when you're at the press conference on TV sitting there watching from your living room like you're watching Terms of Endearment while he's in a Dodger uniform or a Mariner uniform or a Giant uniform or a Yankee uniform or Mets, Padres, whoever else you want to throw in there. I hope it's worth it to you. I hope it's worth it to Artie Moreno. And that's this is a weird... up. I'm not usually the party pooper, but Otani should have been moved. They shouldn't have waited until they won six of seven to just bounce above 500 to just get into this you know, fool's errand of believing they're going to win. And egg on the face, they go into the World Series. Well, that guess what? Then I'm an idiot. No problem. I'd be happy to admit it. It's always perception versus reality. The perception right now should be, should be, that this is a mistake. For a long-term perspective, where is this franchise going to be when he leaves? Where are they going to go? And if you don't think that the deals that you were going to get, no deal is going to be enough to move Otani, but you would have been moving him for two months. How much did you expect to get? What if you got two or three pitching prospects and, and had a chance to get one or two to hit on to become part of your future for the next decade plus, not the next two months? part of your future with a Mike Trout who's still going to be there. I think it's great for Phil Nevin. I think it's great for the teammates in that room. I think it's great for the Angel fans now. It's great for all of them now. It's great for all of baseball now. The question is whether or not that is going to be the case in the future. And the answer, I say, is it is not. We, as always, as unfiltered are brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. 200 in the books. We'll see you as part of the unfiltered revolution. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.